It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello? Jeff Clark. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm, you I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, refresh my memory. Is this the first time we've actually spoken to one another? I don't know, man. I can't, it can't be, can it? I mean, it's like <laughs> all these years. I I feel like it might be. It might be. I don't. I, I, feel, I don't know if we've been on another podcast where it was like us and some other people, but like this is probably you and me first time. You know, one on one, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we uh, save it? I don't want to talk about anything that's not recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Let yes. me. It's all gold, Jerry. It's all gold. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, in fact, this conversation, it's going in before the show. I'm putting it all in. Right. And now, yeah. and now I'm going to play the intro. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Thank you, as always, for making us part of your daily routine. And if you can hear the smile on my face, (laughs) it's because this is going to be a a podcast unlike any other. Normally, we have at least a couple of the Rain and Jays, but it's just me, John Corrales. No Jay King. No Jam Packard. So we had to go find another Jay somewhere on the internet. And... Where would you find someone like that? I don't know. Uh, Jeff Clark of Celtics blog. Fellow old man on Twitter. What? Who is totally pretending not to be an old man. What? (laughs) I tweeted out the picture of us as the Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. It's the only (laughs) way I can picture uh, us two as two of like a handful of OGs. Along with my partner, Chuck McKenney, on the site. But, like, there's, like, a, a seriously a handful of us. First of all, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a while. We've talked about having you on many times. Uh, mm. we, we haven't had you on earlier because I mostly keep forgetting to email you. So, today... That's okay. We're old. But that, yeah. uh, that's, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, here we are. And it, it, I think that this is definitely the first extended conversation we've had. <laughs> if it sounds like we're just flailing around trying to look for something to talk about, it's because, <laughs> you know, we don't know what to say now. We're just uh, we're in stunned silence. So we go way, way back. We, we Celtics blog is like the pioneer. Like you, you 
you've been around for so long, you actually got the name Celtics Blog. It's the most perfect name yep. in all of blogging that you you just came <laughs> along first and like, I'll just call it this. And everybody's like, hey, I want to start a Celtics blog. I should call it, oh, sh- that, well, that name's taken. So <laughs> that's, that's an idea that you had a long time ago. Why don't we start there? Why don't we start with your initial foray into this, what we now call blogging, but back then, who, who knew what it was called? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I like to tell people I was blogging before there was a blog, and it's, you know, I, I used to do a sports site called sportsrant.net or something like that, and, and it was just like I had to write my articles, FTP them up to the site, update the links on the front page, and it was always a, a, a pain in the neck, and I was wondering, you know, why can't someone just make something like a content management system that was always constantly refreshing it? And sure enough, you know, a year or two later, they did. So, uh, you know, I jumped on that bandwagon, and uh, it's been it's been glory days ever since. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a friend. I was, I was I literally I was struggling with a, with a clever name to come up with. I, you know, Sacktown Royalty was already out there, so I was looking for something you know catchy like that. And one of my friends was like, "Dude, just Celtics blog, just do that." And I was like, "Well, that that makes sense. I'll, I'll try that." So here we are. There you are. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny to think now because it's so easy now. Anybody, literally anybody, can do it. You sign yeah. up for a WordPress right. or whatever, and you can be blogging. And it does everything for you. You want to put a picture in. You want to put a quote. You want to put a link. It's it's very, very easy. Mm-hmm. And when you say things like FTPing things up to the site, it's hilarious <laughs> to me. Because Chuck and I used to use – I forget exactly what program it was. But it was like some sort of publishing software. They call it a WYSIWYG editor. What you see is what you get. Yes. And the we would – create just text boxes and pictures and whatever. <laughs> and we would upload that to something that would publish on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then what I would have to do is when I updated something, I had to be in constant contact with Chuck and say, all right, I updated the site and I'd email him a file that says, this is the new front page. <laughs> and he would have to use that to edit because if he used the old one then the stuff i wrote would just disappear there were no uh there was no archive there's no nothing it's just yeah you know so <laughs> when things like TypePad and wordpress came out we we're like oh my god it's a brilliant <laughs> idea uh, yeah yeah, that's great. The, the only problem is that the, the, the older you are, the, the more uh, the more old takes you have. And you, you can still search on my, my article where I was singing the praises of Mark Blount. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some things I'd love to have just deleted off the site. But, you know, you, there it is. That's the one old take you'll never get out of me. No, and I I hated him so much. <laughs> I kept saying I wish I could be thrown into a windowless room with Mark Blanc, like be, oh. because he was the epitome of a guy that you know could be better. And yeah. the instant he got a decent con, like he he was playing all right for a yeah. while. I remember he got a big contract, and then it was like, all right, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, he had a half a season that you know a half a season of a double double, and he got a big contract, and that, yep. that was it. That yep. was it. That was it. But, oh, yeah. Oh, man. The old takes. And you're right. You've been around for as long as we have. 
in this. And especially when it's blogging, it's not like newspapers or anything like that. We've got columns and there's always, there's always old takes around. Yeah. The bloggers, especially at the beginning. And I know, especially with me, you've always been much more straightforward. Like you've, you've always been like, I've always liked your style of just very straightforward. And I, part of why Red's army became what it was, it was just goofy and irreverent. I mean, we, that's our personality. <laughs> Yeah, but it was also like, well, you guys have the market cornered on like good right. basketball writing, so yeah. we're gonna do like we're just gonna be goofy because at that point it was Celtics Hub, and that was Zach Lowe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what are we competing with here? <laughs> so we came up and Zach Lowe. Think about that now. Yeah, that exactly. When when we were starting and when I was starting, I'm like, all right, there's Celtics Hub. And Jeff's doing this, and there's this, there's uh, there's Celtics blog, and Jeff's doing this, and Celtics hub, and Zach's doing this, and it's very good. I can't yeah. I can't compete with either of you guys. I'm just gonna make photoshops. <laughs> well, you, you you undersell yourself a lot. I mean, you still do very good, very quality work, and you always have, and I always respected you for that. But you're right, you definitely took a a very um, loose cannon and say what we're gonna say and and post what we want to post and. You know, it was goofy, and I loved it. And, you know, there's a reason why you were the, the yin to our yang. And, um, you know, it's been great. You know, and you, you want to talk about history. It's it's always one one after another. I mean, we can all, you know, look look up to and, and look back to uh, Bill Simmons, you know. Sure, yeah. Uh, because he was the original OG in, in terms of, you know, getting on the Internet and, and writing content and just saying, you know, forget the old system. We're going to do this new a new way. And he was kind of an inspiration for me to, to, to get started on what I'm doing. And if there's anybody I've inspired and, and you've inspired, then, that, then great. Then we're, we're just passing it along to the next generation. And, the, and again, I've always, always, always said this. The, the part of the fun of this is that we weren't competing. We weren't like competitors. This was a, a brotherhood. You know, it was a, you know, you, me, we were all like rising on the same tide and, and going forth to to do what we do and do what we love to do in a in a common in a common sort of way. Yes. I compare the blogging uh the blogosphere especially the Celtics. I don't I can't speak to any of the of the other teams. I don't know what it's like. Sure. But sure. I assume it's very similar because it is but especially especially here in Boston. The best thing I can compare it to is craft breweries. And I don't know if you're a craft beer guy. I am, and I've done a lot of work on it. I've done stories mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And the one thing that's always stuck out to me is there there is, to some degree, some com competition because everybody wants to measure themselves against the other person to some degree, right? Like, even if it's a friendly sure. competition, you know, yeah. if, if, you know, if I'm playing against my best friend in something and we're trying to get 20 shots up and first one to 20 wins – that's fun. It's still competition. So, and, and I'm a competitive person. So there's always that little bit thing, that little bit of competition there with these craft brewers, but they always congregate. They are always talking to each other and maybe they don't yeah. share every little secret with each other, but they, <laughs> they work with one another. They do the two breweries combined for a special brew to, for something. And they're always going sure. to each other's things. And as yeah. I've done stories, for TV or for print on on the craft beer industry, that always stuck out to me. I'm like, this is very much like the blogging that that we've been doing. I and I'm thinking that as I'm doing those stories, that 
what we do, like you and I and Zach and all of you, and now geez, hundreds of other people along right. the way, it's it's always generally been, with a few exceptions, but there's always exceptions, that it's always been just yeah, I'll help you out. Let's work on something together. If there's if we're called together to do something like that's great. If you do something great, uh, retweet it, share it, put it out there. Right. Like it's always great to see somebody else doing something great because I think we both agree. The more good content that's out there, the better. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, it's just fun for us. I mean, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of an echo chamber when we we start retweeting after the retweeting and the aggregating and the sure. aggregating. But but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And you know, if I see you guys doing something great, I, I want to share it with the, with the with the crowd, and I want them to see that you know we're we're all in this together. It's it's fun. So yeah, absolutely. It, this is this is going to be a lot of fun this season. It's been a lot of fun just following this team. And this team is never ever boring, and I love that about it. You know, I mean, even in the down years, it's been like. Hey, we've got Steez to, to, to laugh at. We've got Evan Turner, you know. I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, so it, there's always something, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Let me ask you this. I have my own theory on it, but I want to get your take. Okay. Is it is it easier to do this when the team is good or when the team is bad? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's easier to come up with content when the team is bad because it's 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 easy. It's just like, okay, what am I going to wake up and complain about today? Right. Uh, when the team's good, it's like my article today was, wow, this is such a great team. Enjoy this season. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, we know. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, I, for saying that. I agree, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm always been a, a, you know, content is is great. Content is king, if you if you if you will. But I'd say, you know, um, community is queen, right? So, because I want this to be a dialogue, I want to, you know, just say, I'm a. I'm dumb. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about half the time. <laughs> I'm, I've never played basketball at the professional level. I haven't even, you know, I, I can't even fathom that that level. I don't know the, the the least thing. You you from being playing in college ball know so much more about basketball than I do. But hey, I've got a take. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got a you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to put it out there. I'm even going to ask a question at the end of the article because I want to see people commenting on the on the on the on the article and starting a dialogue those people that say you know never read the comments i get it there are some comments you just have to filter out in your brain but at the same time i want to see what people are saying i have a thousand editors that are giving me all the feedback i could possibly need on the articles that i write and i and i, and I love it I, I want that i want the people correcting my grammar <laughs> and i want the people tell me oh that that's a really unfortunate sentence you put there because you said breaking ankles and um, you know, backdoor alley-oops in the same sentence. Hey, let's not do that anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I, I love the dialogue and I love the, the community. And that's the, fun, that's, you know, that's the whole fun of it. You want to ask, like, why I got started on this? Because I moved out of the Boston area and I, and I was surrounded by people who could not care less about the Boston Celtics. And it was driving me up, up the wall. And I would just write my friends three-page emails about the, the Celtics and how I hated Rick Pitino. And they'd be like, I don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to, I had to find other Celtics fans. It was, it's a, it's a need in my life. And I just had to find other Celtics fans. I had went online and I found them on message boards. I found them on, and then I was like, you know, Hey, I can do a blog about this. And I, and I did. And it, you know, it just was, I found my community. I found my people. Yeah. That, see, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. Um, you know, like this is the thing, especially about blogging, your voice, you just got to be, you got to be good. And your, your history with the game, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't matter necessarily. Like even like some of the coaches, the coaches who are out there, they, they, some of those guys have never played anything beyond small college basketball. It doesn't matter. Sure. You could be great. You know, you could play at DePau and be a pretty <laughs> damn good coach. Uh, right. But what that just, I guess, gives us varied backgrounds. And I love the yeah. variety. Like, the, yeah. you know, there's whatever content we're providing. The, the beauty, I think, is when you see people who – take the different elements of the stuff that we've been doing and are, are expanding on it, you know, we're trying to do it better. And, and now with the, the different statistics and all that other stuff that are out there, it's just really growing. And, and you just see yeah. people, you see people from all backgrounds, you know, you, right. You know, one of, one of our guys that what, you know, he works for you now. And then he used to work previously worked for us. Yeah. Alex Kungu is a, a lawyer, you know, right. And you know you've got a, a a young black man who is now a lawyer who has his own perspective and has now been able to get footing in this space and gain right. respect in this space. I don't know what his basketball background is. I don't know if he ever picked <laughs> up a basketball. Right. I don't know if he's a basketball, you know, like got. You yeah. Know, and I don't even care. I don't right. care. Like, well, that's, that's that's the fun of it too. It's like you know we got we all have different voices. We all have different talents. It's just like putting together a basketball team. You know, I happen to know my strengths and weaknesses by now. I'm the I'm the savvy old vet who knows. I'm not great at you know breaking down game film. I'm not great at crunching the numbers necessarily. I'm more of a narrative guy. I I, mm-hmm. I can tell you I can tell a story with like with just the kernel of knowledge and and I can run with it. But I but that's why I I want my blog to to have a staff of people who who can break down game film, who who can break down stats, who can break down the salary cap and uh, you know it just makes the site a fuller experience because of all that and I just give them, you know, give them the 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 canvas that they they need to to paint on. So I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So I think definitely one of the one of the advantages of what we do is seeing these young guys and look, seeing a guy like Zach Lowe and like you said, Bill Simmons, like there's there's these stories. And I think one of the good things about being around as long as we have is look at all the guys that are now big that (laughs) we are that, you know, we're all from the same the same era. Like, you know, Zach Harper and Matt Moore and, and all of these guys that are really doing extremely well, you know, Jay King, who, yes, exactly. You know, is an adequate podcast host, but tremendous <laughs> writer. Um, and, and, you know, he's had, he had his stint with you and yeah, for about a week, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and but, we had Kevin O'Connor too. Like, you know, you get these right. guys, they're, they're, they're coming through the system and they're, and they're, they're proving their, their worth and they're, they're blowing up and, and that's, you know, based on their work and their work ethic and their, their talent is it's paying off. And I, and I love that. I, you know, I've never, ever, ever felt bad about seeing somebody move on from the site, especially when it's on to something bigger and better. So, you know, I, I love that. So let's get back to, the evolution of Celtics blog because it's now just grown to tremendous heights and part of SB nation, which I mean, SB nation comes along a network of blogs, which whoever would have thought of that. Like when it first started coming around, I'm like, is this even going to work? Like, yeah. uh, so 
you know, you guys become an SB Nation blog and things really take off. Yeah. Can you like walk us through the process of going through that and then understanding like like at what point do you understand like okay we're kind of a big deal do you, do you still do you have that feeling at all like people are coming to us a lot of people are coming to us like do you feel yeah. like a certain pressure or a certain kind of feeling about all of this stuff as you've continued to grow nah, i mean like you know i like to joke with my wife and say i'm a, I'm a z-level celebrity you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very finite number of people who who would consider me famous, right? So, um, and the and the blog itself, it's just been like, you know, I, I guess back in the day, it was really great timing because we started getting a little bit momentum, little a little bit of momentum right around the time when the Celtics traded for Kevin Garnett, right? Right. And so, hey, how about a how about a time to just get up in that upward trajectory? And right around that time. You know, you want to go back in the day, servers that I was I was renting space on a server and the servers were like maxed out every t- every two months. I had to buy the next level up of, of special service because <laughs> I was maxing out their their thing. I, I still remember on draft night. It was just like, oh, my goodness, the, the site is crashing every three minutes. This is terrible. I can't I don't know what to do. So, like, you know, at, at that point, it was just like I, I'm not, you know, I figured out a few things about how to do, you know, images and, and uploading the t- uploading to the site and doing some throwing a message board in there, throwing a chat room in there. And just it was just cut and paste stuff that other people had done. But at some point, my my I topped out at my my expertise. And so I, I recognized that. And, you know, I, I just kind of made a, a business decision of, hey, you know, this is something that I could sell to somebody. And it actually was, you know, between SB Nation and, and some other entity that I won't, you know, won't name, but it, it was like, you know, they, they kind of like, um, it's not like it was a bidding war or anything like that, but it was definitely like, Hey, this is great. I have actually have two different offers. And with the more I listened to, um, Jim Bankoff and the folks at, at SB Nation, I realized they get blogging. They understand where I'm coming from. It's not just where they wanted to plug me into their existing situation. They they knew what I was doing, how I was going to go forward with it, and they were on on board with that. And so I I, I saw that, I saw that and, and and got in kind of fairly early in that process and they've they they have just, you know, taken off as a as a as a site and as a company as well. And it's been a lot of fun to be part of. So yeah, I mean absolutely it's it's been a it's been a fun process and um, I don't know if we're boring the heck out of people with the, the history of, of Celtics blog here, but you know it's oh, it, 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 it's it's my it's my side gig. It's my you know it's what, what do they call that the the side hustle if you yeah. will. It's it's what I, it's what I do, and I, I've been blessed to the nth degree to be able to take my passion and my hobby and turning it into something that's a little bit profitable. So um, I'm I'm very, very, very blessed and, and happy to, to be where I'm at. Have you ever thought about not making it your side gig and just making it your gig? <laughs> like someone else we know? Uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Look, uh, <laughs> I, I will say I do not have some of the things that you have to think about when it comes to family and all the other stuff sure, that, you sure. know, so, I mean, I can kind of, 
yeah. kind of fail and be like, all right. <laughs> I, I have developed a, a taste for the lifestyle that I can live with my, my, my current job and my side gig. So, uh, and, and my wife and kids would probably have a little bit to say if I, if I walked away from that. So yes, uh, I've considered it. It would have to be a, a, a sweetheart of a sweetheart job, um, for me to do it full time, but it's, it's not in the cards for me currently. So, but I very much respect what you're doing. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't fishing for that as far as yes. you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Say that. Flattery will get me everywhere, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yes. And, hey, why don't I just plug my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Corrales. Why not? Because I'm going to soon start posting there for money. So pay, totally. pay me money, everybody. <laughs> Pay that man his money. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how the advertising agencies would have promoted something like that. Yes. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, so here we are. We've been doing this for, I think, what, Red's Army is going into, what, it's 13th year? Which makes yeah. you, what, 14, 15, 16? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be 15 at the, in the May, I guess. So. All right. So that is an insane amount of time in the Internet world. To be around mm-hmm. as a blog for 15 years. Yep. That's a long time. <laughs> I mean, this is this is kind of like me asking like the 35 year old guy in the locker room. So how much time you got left? Like, <laughs> and I, well, I I'm not putting you on the spot, but like you know, yeah. there's there there has to have been a time. And look, I'll I'll be upfront about it before you answer. There have been times over the past couple of years where I'm like, how, how much longer can I do this? Like, at, right. at, at what point is, is the effort not worth the payoff? I mean, you must have had these crises of confidence or like this kind of like, is it worth it kind of moment? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like like when you talk to an NBA player or a football player, anybody who's towards the end of their career, and you're like, when are you going to give it up? Well, when I stop getting that antsy feeling before the beginning of the season, right? You know, there's that there's so that never. drive and that love, and no, I mean, I haven't felt like walking away at all. And I, I will say, like, you know, going again, going back to the early early days of, of the of the blog when you know I was trying to sell advertising and and the server costs were just going through the roof, and I had to have a hard sit down conversation with my wife at that time. Be like, look. I'm losing tons of money, but you don't understand how popular this thing is getting. This is an opportunity. We're going to make this work. And it played out, thankfully, very right. And, you know, so, but like early, I mean, since then and, and lately, I'm, I'm just enjoying, like I said, feeding into other people who are doing their passion, like, you know, coming along. I wish I had someone like me who could, you know, Bring me into a situation, give me the tools, give me the voice, give me the opportunity to 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 share my voice with with people and, you know, give me some pointers along the way. You know, I, I, I was blessed to have, you know, some people just, you know, I, I, I called up Steve Bullpett and, and, and chewed his air off for about, you know, a few hours. I had, uh, you know, Bill Simmons sent me a, a very nice email at one point early on when I was starting up. And I just I treasure those times when people did that for me because I want to do that for other people and I want to give people that opportunity. So, you know, it, it's it's the whole veteran wanting to see the young bucks do their thing type of thing. I'm kind of going to be in that perpetual mode for a while now, I think. Yeah. You know, I like that. I think that's a great answer because I, I think you and I are very similar, like. At the, on the face of it, like people say things to me, and people say very nice things to me. Like I, I went to the fan fest, and people want to take pictures, which is like <laughs> blows my mind. It blows my mind. I'm walking out of the arena, and somebody leans over a railing and goes, "Locked on Celtics." And if that person's listening, that was <laughs> awesome. That was awesome, and blows my mind. But at so, the same time, like you have to have that feeling, like you know, people know us. We, when you've been around, like, we're part of the ecosystem. We're, like, trees in the forest, but we're there. Yeah. And I've had a couple of requests from kids in college who are doing, and this happens over the past few years. I'm sure you get them, too. Kids in college who have a course and they need to talk to somebody, and they yeah. read you, and they say, hey, can you help me out with this project? I need to interview somebody. Which right. is, right? you've gotten those, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the. And best. now we're going to get about fifty of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't say school or name the names, but I actually right, yeah. had two kids from the same class in a nice. school ask me about a project that I didn't. It didn't actually fit, so I couldn't do either of them. But it was All funny. Right. I'm like, I'd gone through it with one kid, and then somebody else gives me the whole like sell of like, hey, this is my project, and blah blah blah. I'm like, are you in class with this person? And he's like. Yeah, I am actually. Did he ask you? I'm like, yeah. So that's uh, awesome. I I love that part of it because look, we're in our 40s, and right. we're. I I mean, I'm acting as immature as I possibly can without <laughs> like being like sad. Right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to toe the line between cool don't, and sad like like okay don't go don't go full um dwight howard please exactly <laughs> exactly like i want to be like just at that point where like okay he he understands his age but he doesn't act it to like i don't want to be like that guy who's like uh okay now you're creepy 
Like, you're, right. you're creepy and weird. Like, I want to come up to that line, but I don't want to cross it. Well, I mean, you know, it's that balance that we have in everything we do. Yes, we're famous, but we're not that famous. No, you know, God, we, no. but, yes, we, we love the attention, but we're, we're still pretty we're humble enough to understand. No, we're not that big a deal. Right. No, so it's, it's within this little basketball sphere, within this sure. little Celtic sphere. And look, in an arena with 20 or 18000 people or wherever the garden holds, if two out of 18000 people say hi, I, I read your stuff. That's not a big percentage. But right. for, for my ego, I'm like, yeah, man, people keep coming <laughs> up to me. But like, it's, it's still cool. It's still cool within this, whatever it is. And I, I don't say this to pretend that I'm famous. I, what, my whole point is right. that I like that there's that next step. And I loved your answer of, well, I'm not, it's not that I want to leave. It's now I think we're in a different place and there are young people who see us in a way that we don't see ourselves. And those are people who are asking us questions and who want help. There are people who ask both of us, Hey, can you help me out with this? Or, you know, I want to write for your site and I want you to help me become a better writer. And and some of those people, they stop writing and some of those people continue to write. And some of those people go to great things and it's, it's just awesome. And I don't even know what the entire point of this was other than to agree with you and say, well, yeah, I mean, people ask us for, for advice all the time. Right. And, you know, I, I have to stop myself from being flippant and saying, you know, go back 15 years and start before anybody else started. Right. You know, that's, (laughs) that's, that's my key to success is doing it first. Right. (laughs) But I mean, you know, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I've been around, I've seen other people succeed and I've seen, other, you know, I've seen what's worked and what hasn't worked. I've made all the mistakes you can possibly make and then still, still, you know, moved on from there. Uh, and I guess that's, you know, one of the things I say is, you know, be, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to try something new. And, you know, uh, and obviously there's the two pillars, you know, read a lot. Mm-hmm. And then and, and write every day, like something, you know, it doesn't even it doesn't even matter if it's total crap. It doesn't matter if if you and your your grandma are the only ones reading it. Just write, you right. know, and that, exactly. that's the only way you get better. That's it. So. No, seriously, it's exactly it. It's that you, part of what we did and what all of us did as writers, I think, is you kind of come up and you start almost copying somebody that you like to read and you like to read it and that style is in your head and you end up writing in that style whomever it is and then as that progresses and you keep writing you start to find your own voice creeping in because now you're not copying somebody you're you're kind of easing into yourself right and it just it it depends on who you want to be and chuck and i always have these conversations we have had a lot of people come through Red's Army. A lot of great people come through Red's Army. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we and we've started to try like we tried Ted's Army with the baseball and we mm-hmm. tried Ray's Army with hockey. Right. And they do well and then they fizzle out. And the the thing that Chuck and I keep saying is we need to find people who are too stupid to stop writing and to, <laughs> to like 
who are stupid enough to prioritize the blog and the writing over everything else in their lives. <laughs> Eating, bathing. Yeah. Like seriously, like I'm, I'm divorced. I, <laughs> I will be the first person to admit it is not the reason I'm divorced, No, but I'll tell you what, it didn't help. It didn't help. It's, and it's, As someone who's married, there's times when it doesn't help too. It doesn't <laughs> Let me tell you that. Right. So, and, and that's why the, the young bucks have, a, have an advantage. There's, they've got all this energy and they're right out of college and they don't have anything better to do with their time. So, you know, and, and uh, like I said, you know, the, the grinders, the, the, the workhorses of the world, you know, I'll take that over someone who's, you know, extremely eloquent but totally unreliable, right? So right. Uh, some of this some of this blogging stuff is is just like, you know, it's almost like an entry level job at first because you're you're grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're not getting a lot of glory or money or anything like that for it, but you're but you're putting in your dues and then over time your 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 talents and your and your um experience shines through. I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to transition to actual basketball. And we we spent half an hour talking about us and our past and everything. We'll move forward to talk about actual basketball. But here's the transition, and I think blogging and writing and being an NBA journalist, mm. an actual full-time journalist, is very much like becoming a basketball player. There's 30 teams in the NBA, approximately 450 spots in the NBA per season, and there are a lot more than 450 people out there playing basketball and trying to become NBA players. And yeah. it's very similar in the in the writing game and or TV if you want to be on camera or radio if you want to be behind a mic. Each market has its own finite set of slots. And yeah, sometimes people like me want to kind of jam and you know wedge in another slot and, and hopefully be part of it. But everybody who wants to be a Celtics writer, you, you're not going to be a Celtics writer. There's you have to have a thing hmm. in the NBA and there's a great piece in slam out today on Jason Tatum. And I will say to young kids trying to write and do this legit for a full-time thing and to young players who are reading that and seeing what Jason Tatum did when it comes to calling up Drew Hanson and, and going into the, depths of how much can you endure without giving up it takes a certain kind of stupid and i say that in a very <laughs> complimentary way you gotta just be almost too stupid too stubborn you gotta have something in your head that says i am absolutely not quitting in my lowest yeah. of lows when i sit there and i say is this all worth it that yeah even if 99.9% .9 of you says this is not worth it, there's a 0.1% of you who says, no, you know what it is. Yeah. And that's going to be the thing that keeps you going. Yeah. My, my dad used to call that a monomaniac on a mission, which is just hyper-focused. I mean, you know, we're talking Michael or, or Magic Johnson walking to and from school, always dribbling a ball up and exactly. down the court. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just that you got to have that passion and it's got to, you know, feed you. And if it doesn't, then maybe this isn't the, 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 um, 
the career for you. And that, that, and like you said, transitioning into basketball, that's what we see in, in, in guys like Kyrie, who's always trying to improve upon himself. Tatum is, is early on in his career, but you can see that he's always trying to push himself and push himself and, and improve him on himself. Guys like Jalen Brown, who are like, why not me? Why can't I be a superstar? Why can't I try this? And why, you know, I'm not going to be afraid of, of LeBron James and I'm going to go at him right in my, my rookie year. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not backing down from this. So yeah, I love that, and that's that's part of the fun of the of the of this sport is it does teach us about ourselves. It teaches us about you know human nature and things of that nature. So. Yep, there there is a thing. It, I love sports and I love basketball because it's taught me every great lesson in my life, and I apply it to everything. And I always go back to the Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech where Michael Jordan, the consensus greatest player of all time. <laughs> For the most part, you know, uh, mm-hmm. well, at that moment, he's going into the Hall of Fame. The overwhelming majority of the basketball world thinks you, Michael Jordan, are the greatest of all time. This is your chance to sit there. It's like it's an opportunity to be post Thanksgiving gorging, unbutton your top button on your belt, <laughs> lean back, let out a big belch and be like, ah, I'm satisfied. Even in that moment, Jordan took a ridiculous amount of time to go back and be like, I told you so, because he Petty. still carries, still to this day, carries yeah. these things. Now, like I'm a big advocate for mental health. It's probably not the healthiest thing <laughs> mentally, but no. at the same time, it's, it's that thing. If you can find a better balance, I don't know, but yeah. That's the thing that made Michael Jordan what what he is, because there are guys who can jump as high as Michael Jordan did in his prime, who are faster, who are better shooters, who are just as good defensively. But there was a thing in his head that pushed him to be greater than the people who had same or better physical skills. That's what made him better, this maniacal thing. And so now we see it in Jason Tatum. Now we see it in these guys that you mentioned. All of these guys who are great at what they do. Gordon Hayward, even in those videos, and even though they're well-produced, and it seems like maybe slightly not the most genuine moment, but I can tell (laughs) that the sentiment is real when he says, people wonder if I can go back to being an all-star after this injury. Well, I'll show them. Like... (laughs) That that line may be delivered in that moment. Right. You can question it, but the sentiment is real. And that's the thing. When we talk about parallels between what we do and who's going to be great, it's that thing that makes you say, I'm, I'm going to, I don't care. And I, you carry these slights like, oh, okay, you didn't want, you didn't want to hire me. All right. I'll show you. All right. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that's, the, and, and I'll, I'll counter too that is that, <sighs> That's another life lesson too, right? Because you, you see Michael Jordan, you see all the success he's had, and you can tell some little part of him is still not happy with all of this, right? And you see other, you know, stars that, you know, they always carry around these burdens and things like that. And like, I, I think there's actually something to be said about, hey, real life means understanding and and being content with what you have in your life and not always having to be, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing for the next, the the next uh, brass ring and the next goal or trophy. I mean, at some point, 
is that going to matter to you? Like, you know, I, I, I love the, the, the phrase of, you know, I'm never going to look on, look back on my deathbed and say, man, I wish I had spent five more hours at the office one day. You know, I mean, treasure what you have, treasure the, the people around you and live your best life any way you can. If that means rising to success, great. But if, but don't do it at the expense of other things. Well, yes. And this is the beauty of, of this is that, each individual has his own idea of what we're talking about and your yeah. own idea of happiness. And there are people who are happy with living minimalist lifestyles. And there are people who are only happy living the grandest, most, you know, Trump golden tower lifestyles. And we'll all criticize each other because that's human nature. But I'm, I'm a very big believer in, in the Taoist philosophy of, each person has their own path and what, because yeah, I, mean, I don't, I may not agree with certain people's paths, but that's your path. Not you personally, but like each yeah. individual's path is their own thing. And if you're happy, then that's really all that matters. What I'm saying is some of these people aren't happy, like unless they are absolutely you, I have to reach this point. I have to get to this point. And the reality to me is if you're trying to become an elite, 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 anything, writer, uh, whatever, jockey, whatever. <laughs> we're too tall to be jockeys. Let's be honest. Definitely too tall. Unless, I mean, unless we're riding moose. <laughs> the... You have to have there. There has to be a certain. There, there's a certain reality that goes along with it. So, yeah. th this Celtics team is. Oh yeah, we talk about the Celtics, don't we? Yes, we do. So let's let's spend some time talking about our Celtics. These guys are. Um, uh, what's the best way to put it? Pretty good. And yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be okay. Uh, do you think they're good enough to do it all this year? Yes. Yes. Well, I think they're good enough to do it all. Uh, now, does that mean they will? No, not necessarily. I mean, they've got a pretty good team out west that they've got to play to, uh, if we're doing an understatement here. The Utah um, Jazz. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't sleep on those Rockets. And, uh, and, and of course, you know, everybody is ready to, to crown LeBron James the king of the west as well, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, so, I mean – I don't know. I think the Celtics are good enough to make the finals and they are good enough to put a fight in the finals and anything can happen in the finals is what I always say. I mean, nobody was given the, the, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers much of a chance a few years back before Kyrie hit that last shot to, to win the series. So, um, Things happen, and and you know I think the Celtics put them in a situation, give them a, give them a chance, give them the best coach in the in the league, or you know one A one B, whatever you want to call it. Dwayne Casey. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, clearly Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Okay. Um, and so it, it's you know I, I think they've got a shot, as good a shot as anybody out there, including the Warriors. And I'll just say that. Great. Uh, is there anything in Gordon Hayward's return that has, I don't want to say concerned you, but let me put it this way. Where is Gordon Hayward 
in reality versus where you thought he might be in your head at this point? Honestly, I think he's right about where where he would have been in my head. I mean, in, in terms of what I was expecting, um, I'm I always. You know, anytime you give me a recovery schedule and when they'll be up to speed, I always tack on an extra month or so. And, you know, like Doc Rivers, I'm not a doctor, um, so I don't know <laughs> jack squat about that. But at the same time, I've just seen it so many times where I'm just sort of like, you know, he's going to need time to get you get up to speed, get his rhythm back, get trust in that 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 leg again. I mean, I can't even imagine ever walking again, never mind playing basketball at the highest level. Uh, so, you know, much respect to him for doing that. And I think he's just going to be, it's going to take some time to get into the swing of things. It's going to take some time for the Celtics to, to learn all their pieces, even though they are such complementary pieces together, it's still going to take time to, to learn where, where to step in that cha-cha. You know? and, and so, you know, it, Yes, I, I'm very, very, very ready for the the talk show radio host to be to panic when they go two and three to start the season. Um, <laughs> but I'm not worried, you know. I mean, it's it's going to come together. It's 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 going to be very Belichickian in 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 the way that it comes together in my mind, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. Don't don't put Vegas bets on this, but I expect them to have a few games that they that they drop early on, and and people are going to get worried and. It's all going to be for naught because they're going to be a great, great team. I feel like our our mentality as a Celtics fandom is like this year's mentality should have happened last year. And last year's mentality should have happened this year. In that, last year, everybody was very measured. Like they signed Gordon Hayward. They drafted Jason Tatum. And obviously there were so many questions that we weren't sure. But like – that's the season where irrational conf- confidence should have kicked in and be like, man, we got Kyrie, we got Gordon Hayward, <laughs> we got this guy who should have been the number one pick. Like, we're going to win it all, baby. Woo! Right. And like, it, instead, everybody's like, well, it's probably going to be a slow start. We should just relax <laughs> and temper our expectations. Right. This year, everybody's on board with the train. Like, we're, we're it was July and we're talking about matchups with the Golden State Warriors. It's hard to fight that when really this is the year where we should be like, all right, look, Gordon's coming back. He's going to be off for a year and he came back from an injury where his foot was on sideways. Let's just kind of slow it down. And look, I'm as guilty as anybody, maybe more guilty than most people, because I was on the, you know, as uh, Rachel Nichols will put it, the hay watch for him coming back in the playoffs last year. I was a Hayward truther. So I get it. I'm part of the problem. But <laughs> the the this feeling of last season should be applied to this season because now it's like, well, now wait. Hayward's coming back from this injury. Uh, Tatum is really good. Jalen Brown is really good. We've got a lot of really good players. How is this going to work? Like, it's harder for them to figure it out this season than it was last season because at least last season there was a definite Tatum no matter how good you are you're a rookie and Jason uh, Jalen Brown no matter how good you are you're a second year player who got benched often in in your rookie year so you don't you're not entitled to anything this year people are entitling Tatum they're like this is the guy he could be our MVP Jalen right. Brown, we're like, don't trade for, you know, Jimmy Butler 
because you know don't trade for Kawhi Leonard. We already got Kawhi Leonard. He's chasing. He's Jalen Brown. So, yeah. <laughs> like the the irrational yeah. expectations, I think our our yeah. our mentality should be reversed. Is yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of of two minds of this, and it's just because we you know we've been around the block so many times, we've seen this so many times, and it's like yes, I, I see where you're coming from. I can see like. Okay, Jason Tatum's got to eat. Jalen Brown's got to eat. Terry Rozier's got to eat. And and oh by the way, we've got three All Stars to to add to that mix. Who's gonna eat less, right? But at the same time, I kind of see it as well. Al Horford likes feeding. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, Gordon Hayward is cool with whatever. You know, he's sort of like yes, he wants to be a his a star in his own right, but he's he, he likes playing the game the right way. And I think seeing that in two of your best players um and and don't let me, you know, leave Kyrie out, you know, Kyrie, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, he can get his shot off on every single play if he wants to. And he's going to shoot up a lot of shots, but at the same time, you know that he's 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 holding back. He's restraining in order to get other people involved, in order to, to let the system run. So the young bucks who are coming up and seeing that in their three best players are going to be like, hey, I get it. Jalen Brown especially is going to be like, you know, I, I get it. Jason Tatum, I, I mean, don't let me leave Tatum out of this too. Like he's he's going about it the right way. He's going about it with a a a, a methodical process, and he can see, oh, this makes sense. I can see the 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 hard work that these guys have to put in into their craft in order to be the top at their game. But at the same time, they're also doing it the right way. They're listening to coach. They're they're buying into the system. I think. If you've been around the league long enough, you realize you can kind of see other systems and see that guy, that that team is not buying into their coach. And so everything is just sideways. But over here, we've got Brad Stevens and he's he's preaching the right things and he and the, everyone is bought in. So I know when I make this rotation, my back is going to be covered by the next guy and he's going to be covered by the next guy who's going to be covered by the next guy. So it, it all kind of works together. So I'm I, I do think that there's a a feeling out process that they're going to have to go through. There is perhaps going to be a, have a little bit of ego checking at the door, but at the same time, if anyone's going to do it, if any stars are going to do it, I would pick this group. Man, the optimism is flowing right now. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm trying to talk myself down from the ledge. I just can't do it. You know, <laughs> this is, this is like, perilously close to the old SNL Chicago Bears skit where it's like <laughs> 10 little dick guys. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, don't bleep that out. That wasn't a, 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 a <laughs> <laughs> We're like, okay. One giant size Tatum versus a hundred <laughs> tiny Tatums who wins. Uh, uh, the tiny Tatums are coached by Brad Stevens. Oh, well, the tiny Tatums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you and I, I will say we, we have generally skewed optimistic, even, even in, you know, the criticism, like I definitely classify as an optimistic Celtics guy. I think you sure. would see yourself as the same, right? Guilty. Very much guilty. Yeah. I mean, like, how do you temper the expectations? Like, is well, I mean, I, hard for I, you to I, like pull back and be like, okay, let me just take a look at this realistically. <laughs> sometimes it is. Sometimes it. I mean, sometimes it's just reading, you know, other people who are are so optimistic, and I kind of like look at them and be like, is that how I sound? <laughs> and then there's, 
and then I sometimes I'll, I'll I'll see criticisms. I'll see you know guys like you know Matt Moore and and other you know talking heads that 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 like to give the Celtics a hard time. And you know, hey, you know, I, I take it for what it's worth, and I kind of say, you know, yes, he's giving us a hard time, but is there a kernel of truth in there? Yeah, probably. And so you know, I try to temper my expectations and kind of look for. Okay, am I being realistic in my takes here? And yes, I definitely skew on the more optimistic side. I definitely see the team through glasses that are tinted slightly green. But at the same time, I'm also trying to make sure that I'm saying, okay, okay, does that make sense? Does this is it is it within the bounds of reality? Are, are you getting a little bit too optimistic here? So I try to try to check myself whenever possible. But you know, obviously, I'm a fan. I'm an unapologetic fan, and I'm gonna you know want to. I mean, I, I like leaning forward and leaning more positive. And, and part of it too is just, it's a you know to go not to go all Obi Wan on you, but there you know it's a it's a certain point of view, right? You know, for the last you know four or five years, there have been wonderful optimistic things we could take from each of those seasons. Even the even like you know the the first year where Brad's first year, they were losing tons of games. We were, you know, one of the top lottery teams and it was, you know, nothing from a certain point of view. That's a total fail. That's a total failure on every level. Right. Uh, from a, another point of view, I can see what they were doing. I can see what they were building. I can see how Brad Stevens was getting into things and all of the, the Danny Ainge trades that were getting, you know, killed in the moment that they happened, all the, the draft picks like, you know, Terry Rozier was just like, who, how, how could you draft him so high? Yeah. All the, all the moves that he's done over the years, at least recently, I can, I, some of them I didn't necessarily agree with, but I could at least see the, the, the theory. I could see the method to his madness. I could see where he was going with it. Um, so Yes, I, I tend to give them a little bit of the benefit of, of the doubt because I'm a fan, but I'm trying not to be a, a Pollyanna, you know, fanboy who never says anything bad about the team. So yeah. there's a balance. There is. There totally is. You know, I agree with you. Like, again, in the 13 years that we've been around, or, well, I've been around, 15, like, we started, I remember we started in the I guess that would make us what uh, the the year Paul Pierce got hurt with the stress reaction and Tony mm. Allen tore his ACL going up for an after the whistle dunk and yeah. like somewhere around that range. I specifically remember making a Photoshop of Doc and Danny Ainge like with their arms around another one, around one another and I put I'm with stupid shirts on on, their, <laughs> on each of them pointing to the other guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Guess always positive. <laughs> it wasn't always positive. No, I get it. I, I think where we are is in a in an era of very positive things. Okay, so yeah. you had basically going back to the trade for Kevin Garnett, which happened in the summer of 2007, so eleven years ago. Yep. Kevin Garnett, 11 years ago, was preparing to start his first season with the Boston Celtics. And ever since then, there's been positive stuff, even in the bad things that happened, where you com can complain, but there injury stuff and things didn't go well and Ray Allen left. So there's drama. Sure. Yeah. But even in trading Pierce and Garnett, and it was like, oh, my God, so sad. The end of an era. <laughs> Wait, we got what? <laughs> oh, unprotected, you say? Oh, right. 
Well, I remember talking to John Duke, another one of the OGs, another guy yeah. that's in this class of guys who've been around. When he and I, in a brief stint, like I'm like the uh, Shemp of the Three Stooges when I was on <laughs> Celtic Stuff Live with him for like a brief, like hot minute. But I remember talking to him <laughs> about yeah, the yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, I remember those dark days of Celtic <laughs> Stuff Live. But I remember talking to him, and we're like, you know. I mean, I hate to see Pierce go away. I hate to see KG go away. But if this breaks right, right. This, this could be good. And damn it, it all broke right. It all did. It's amazing. All I, of I, it. it. It's like whatever the opposite of PTSD is, that's what we have. Because <laughs> we've seen it it's go true. right it's so true. many times. Danny Ainge could get up there and trade our entire roster for the Knicks roster. And we'd be kind of like, okay, let's let's see this play out. Um, I, I want to see how this works. <laughs> right. I'll be honest. Like I've, I've had these moments where I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this. Like for once I don't agree with Danny Ainge. I'm like, well now I look like an idiot because, <laughs> because like, I can't believe he traded for uh, Kyrie Irving. And I was like, uh, no, this is it. This is where I break with Danny Ainge. Right, I'm like, no, right, no, right. no, I, I'm stupid now for breaking. <laughs> People wonder why I'm so optimistic and I'm so on the Danny Ainge train. Well, right. He's been right almost yeah. every time for like 11 years. That is an insane run. And and, he, and even when he's been wrong, he's been smart enough to cut bait and move forward with it right. and, and make a, make another right. reasonably good decision at least. Right? right. So he's not one of those guys. Like how many times have we seen GMs like Andrew Wiggins is a great example. Well, yeah. we drafted this guy. We traded for this guy. we got to give him a chance. And you give him this massive contract. And you're like this. Everybody around makes it sees it. And like, you're making a mistake. And right. But in that moment, you're like, well, we can't <laughs> admit that this was a mistake because right. then we look stupid. And Danny Ainge is like, yep, yeah, screwed up. My bad. Boom. <laughs> David Lee, you're gone. You're out. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's boom, done. Um, yeah. It's has he has he whiffed on some things? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like no one is 100 percent right. But who yeah. has been more right than Danny Ainge over the course of the past decade? It's it's yeah. unprecedented. At some point. It's going to. OK, let's let's go back to this. I keep bringing this up, but. When you're this good, some of it is luck. And oh, yeah. he almost blew it with the Justice Winslow pursuit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He Although almost, who knows, Brad you know, you know, uh Brad Stevens could turn sure, him into an all star. <laughs> sure, sure. You never know. Like maybe we we would have won two championships by now. Right. But, but from what we can see, that sure. was like and, and I always call it the scared straight moment. Like Danny Ainge was like, I love this kid. I got to, I got to go for it. Michael, here's, here's like our treasure trove. We got to get into that slot. We got to be able to go pick Justice Winslow. And, and thankfully, Michael Jordan was like, nope. Frank nope. Kaminsky is the god. We're gonna go. Yes. We're you're you too can't. stupid to know that Frank Kaminsky's the god. You're pursuing the other guy. We're gonna right. stay right here. And it's like now, it's like oh. Sh- when you have a chance to get a Frank Comiskey, you don't pass up you that don't, Yeah, right. Of course. Of course. But that's an example of like oh. a very public, a very obvious, like Danny Ainge w- was going to make a critical mistake. And, sure. you know, it's like 
a random red light that if you realize like, oh man, if you, if I would have turned that gate wouldn't have gone down, I would have gotten hit by that train. Like, I can't yeah. believe I got so lucky. Like that's the butterfly effect. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. And it's, uh, you know, but, you know, and I'll say, too, like, you know, you go back in time, even even three, four years ago before all these, you know, awesome hits in the lottery happened, people were bringing up all these lot, all these draft mistakes that Danny Ainge had. And you could you could go back and you could compile a, a top 10 terrible draft picks that, that Danny Ainge did. But he's been like you and me. He's been around for so long. Yes, you're going to have the law of averages. Some of them are going to hit. Some of them are going to miss. And I would even argue that a lot of the misses were low in the draft anyway. So you might as well take a gamble on a high upside, you know, high risk type of player. <laughs> so, I mean, absolutely. Like, I, I, I even go back to, like, remember when he traded for Gary Payton? That didn't necessarily work out, but I could see the method. I could see what he was driving at right. there. It, it, it bought us some, some playoff experience. It gave, you know, it gave Paul Pierce some playoff experience early on in his career. And who knows, you know, how much benefit that had later in on, later on in his career. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's reasons to have, you know, I can see what they're doing. I can see what they're doing. And, you know, if you want me to be critical of the, of the team, great. Let's show me something that they do really, really poorly. They've got great ownership and I'm not just trying to butter up Wick and company. They, they get it. They get it. They, they get it and they get out of the way. And then there's, there's Danny Ainge has been great. We've just been singing his praises. Danny, uh, you know, Brad Stevens is great. His whole coaching staff is great. Uh, what am I going to complain about? I mean, right. th- this is, this is a really well run team. All you have to do is look around for five seconds. Look at Minnesota, look at New York, look at, Sacramento, we are, for right. lack of a better word, we're blessed. We are so lucky to sure. be fans of this team in this era at this time. So it's great. Yeah, it, I, I I agree. Look, it, so when when he was making his his drafts, like a lot of those misses, you're right. They were low in the draft. And, you know, you you take a a wild swing at a Jawan Johnson, but mm-hmm. you know, Jawan Johnson was what the uh he was like a 20 something pick in, in in the draft what was he um yeah i don't I remember it's like 23 or something like that and yeah. the, but he also drafted his his teammate each one more not um each one more is that right and yes. he be, he turned he went on to have a, had a very solid career in the nba so jo- i mean jawan johnson was jawan johnson was the 27th pick overall 27th pick and you get you get killed for like at that point, you get killed for not taking somebody uh, who came after him. And I'll call up the, t- the 2011 NBA draft, and you can say, like, Jim- okay, Jimmy Butler came after Jawan yeah. Johnson. But, like, right. who saw that coming? Like, the classic is, well, he drafted Kelly Olynyk instead of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, it's not like he drafted Kelly Olynyk first and Giannis Antetokounmpo went second, and he just blew it. Like, right. Giannis There's a was, lot of people who passed on Giannis. Yeah, he was drafted what thirteenth? Like, yeah. And even the Milwaukee Bucks will admit, and it's it's documented. You can Google it. They'll be like, we we didn't know we were getting this. We thought right. we were getting a, a player who could be good. We didn't know that we were getting a potential Hall of Famer at that point, who is you know a Kevin Durant, like a a, a jump shot away from Kevin Durant is basically yeah. what he is. Like, who <laughs> well, saw he that? Kept- he kept growing after he got drafted. Who does that? Right. So, like, 
you can you can sit there and be like, well, Danny Ainge had a chance to draft Jimmy Butler and he didn't do it. Yeah, well, twenty nine other teams did too, and yeah. that that's the the level of reach. Now, of course, every- and then when he had when when he did have like the lottery picks and the top you know top of the, the the notch picks from the from the Nets, we got Jalen Brown, we got Jason Tatum, we got you know really 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 good hits on yeah. those, and that's that's when you want to nail it. Exactly. Except for um, uh, James Young. We will not talk about that. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, even that, that was like, you know, mid-lottery. It wasn't like a top five pick. So, I mean, fine. You know, whatever. Like I said, there's, the law of averages comes up. And by all means, I, I'm very willing to admit some of the, his, his draft picks haven't panned out. All right. Well, it's not like he signed them to a max extension. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, James, like even RJ Hunter. And I was one of the RJ Hunter trained guys. And it's like, okay, this isn't, you know, I, I, I'm the type of guy, like I have always said, I'll be horrible GM. Yeah. <laughs> I hold on to guys. I get emotionally attached. Uh, I would have, I would have held on to him over James Young. Now, of course it didn't matter. They're both gone, but right. RJ Hunter, he, he's been bouncing around. He, he just can't stay with an NBA team. He's had every opportunity. It's just yeah. not going to work. It's just not going to work for him. He, I mean, maybe he can take the Gerald Green route. And G- Gerald Green had the first few years, and you're like, ugh, it's just not going to work. And he bounced around, went to Europe, went to China, and he came yeah. back, and, and then he became an NBA player. Maybe right. there's something like that in R.J. Hunter. But yeah. that's whatever, like. And that brings up another thing I like to say, too, is like, you know, early on, I used to we would see like Danny Ainge would make a move that was unpopular with fans. He don't care. That's that's one of the great things about him is he does not care. And people would be like, you know, I don't even remember what, what, what brought it up, but it was like, I know that he doesn't read Celtics blog personally, and I know that he doesn't read all the, the, the clippings everywhere of, of all the, the feedback he's getting. And I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I don't want him listening to me because I'm a total idiot when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> right. So Th- that's, that's the little secret here. The, the people in the car who are calling into EEI or sports hub, the people who are hosting the shows, me, you, we don't know. <laughs> <We're>, right. <laughs> he is better at this than us. Right. <laughs> If he wasn't, he'd be doing this, and I'd be right. doing that. Right. So that's the end of that. But look, all we can do is react and give our thoughts, and hopefully people will listen and read, and people will do whatever it takes via subscription or, or advertising and clicks to pay us enough money where our yes. reactions to what he does is valuable. So that's that's the best. Yeah, we're I at least entertaining. It really is just an ecosystem. We're really right. I'm just trying to be a remora on the bottom of a great white that just takes me <laughs> to where the food is. Just that's all my goal is. Just it, oh, you want parasites me? at the NBA? <laughs> I, seriously, look, man, parasites, the buzzards. If you want me to be a buzzard and. and <laughs> Run around and just feasting on the carcasses of old takes. Fine, that's that has value. <laughs> John Corrales, are you not entertained? <laughs> that's it. Look, here's the bottom line: Can I live? Can I live my life? Can I go 
and fill my growler up at the Mystic Brewing Company in Chelsea. There you go. Or am I going to have to eat ramen noodles? Like, what <laughs> What do I need to do to fill Live a growler every life. couple of weeks? Shoot oh, your man. shot. Go get your Patreon, man. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Um, I'm going to stop this because generally podcasts are supposed to go about an hour. Actually, on our network, it's supposed to go about half an hour. But this is yeah. a special podcast. I'm just... And we're doing it for the Friday, so if people want to spread it out over the weekend, this is kind of like you have three days to consume this podcast. So, just just listen to us on two times speed, and it'll sound really fun. There you go. Oh, do you? How are you a podcast listener? I am totally a podcast listener. Are you? Are you a, a two times speed or a, a fast speed, or are you a regular speed guy? I'm usually around one point five. If I'm really, yeah. you know. Crunch for time. I can go up to two, two, but it's it's a little bit too much for me. Most I could do is one seven. I I my default <laughs> my default is one five. Yeah. I can pump it up to one seven if I and now look. This is my commuting life, which I'm giving up oh. in two weeks. But I normally have about an hour, so I get all my stuff together for the day, and then I grab my phone before I walk out the door, and I look at the new releases, and I go this 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 this, and. Right. I have about generally a little bit more than two hours before I, I'm like, okay, this is the max. I get right. through most of it on because I put it at 1.7. Yeah. I get through most of it when I get to work. And then after work to the gym is when I polish off the rest. And then maybe on the way home, if there's a late release, I'll listen to something there. But that's yeah. that's a great way. If you can get to that 1.7, <laughs> I think that's the sweet spot of. Oh, and also, uh, my I, I what do I use? Pocket Cast. I think all of these have a, a silence eliminator. So if there's like a second of a pause, it just eliminates that silence. So oh. it, it really so, and it's funny because what ends up happening when you eliminate the silence, the flow of the podcast is great. <laughs> and on occasion when it's I like auto tune it's yeah it totally it's like oh man they're so snappy with all of this <laughs> and sometimes and i'll never name the podcast but sometimes i listen to a podcast when it's on regular speed for some reason i have to listen to it online i'm like that was a longer pause than i remember this is right. a lot like i'm spoiled and right well you made the joke you made the joke that if you ever met me sam or jay right. that we have yeah. to chug red bull so we could speak normally that's right <laughs> exactly Yep, yep. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like if if you can find some kind of app out there that'll make me sound good, then then by all means. It's like, you know, <laughs> I apologize for bringing down the, the quality of this but podcast. What's it been like talking to me when I'm talking to you in like normal speed? It's 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 well, see here in real life in IRL, I need time to IRL. think about what you're saying. <laughs> I need to think of my my catchy sayings and my 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 quick jabs and my 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 witty sayings and and I'm terrible at this. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it's allowed me to catch up with you basically. But my my brain moves faster than my my lips do. That, that's why I'm not a podcaster. <laughs> so funny. All right. Oh, look, look. It's easy to follow Jeff. Jeff at Celtics blog. Which I I mean the Celtics blog Twitter account has now been. You've slowly handed over the reins to as as well to other people because now you have yeah. other during games or whatever there there are like takeovers of your Twitter, which is yeah. 
which is wild because now I'm like, wait, am I responding to Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I apologize for the confusion. No, I mean, it's it, it just like we love to have that interaction, and sometimes I just can't get to everything, so, and I can't see every game live, and so I hate to have my the the, the interactions not happen. So hey, by sense. all means, let someone else have it and and run with it. So well, I can tell when somebody like Doxy is running the account because you're not an anime <laughs> guy, and like I can tell. I can tell when yeah, it's not you. There's it. <laughs> certain tells, like a poker game. I know. Right. I was like, ah, oh, okay. I know. I know somebody else is on this. Uh, it's but signature. It's at, it's at Celtics blog. Jeff Clark, OG. You, it's funny. You, you say it, it's so easy, but my dad just last night said, what's the name of your blog again? <laughs> Humble sauce right there. <laughs> right there. Like, oh, he's, like, he's like, I have this Celtics nation and it's, it's wanting to friend me on Facebook. I'm like, just, just ignore it, Dad. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yes, Celticsblog.com. We're, okay, we're right. always – there's always something good. Like I'll be the first – like it's nice to get these little ego boosts. And, right. But it's – there's always, always something right <laughs> around the corner. It's like you ain't nothing. And, Thanks, uh, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. And it's always great when it comes from somebody from your family. You're like, what, what's the name of your thing again? Like um, – I'm yeah, kind of a big deal. I'm kind of – yeah. Two people wanted my picture once. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, la- last story. Early, early on in, 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 in blogging and I was starting off, a guy who wrote for the site was like, oh, yeah, I write for this. And he was talking to a girl on a bus. He was telling me about this afterwards. And he's like, and she was like, oh, you're Celtics blog. And I was like, oh, man, you're getting numbers because of me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Anyways. That, so enough old guy stories. That's it. That's it. That's well, I'm going to go get my prunes and <laughs> get a nice warm glass of milk so I can go to bed. Uh, yeah. Jeff. We're going to meet up for a blue t- blue plate special sometime. Yeah. <laughs> a nice 4 p.m. dinner somewhere. Yes. Oh, man. That's great. That's that's uh, kind of uh, where we are. Uh, Jeff Clark, Celtics blog, amazing talk. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, God, if you're still listening, if you haven't subscribe to the podcast by now you're never going to but please bless, do. bless you bless you yeah seriously um this has been an amazing conversation and uh i i could keep going but we're going to cut this off at a very long hour plus hour and 15 minutes now jeez uh and we'll just have to continue the conversation at some point uh i can't believe it's taken us this long to do this but I'm glad I'm glad we did. Jeff, thank you. And everybody, thanks for listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.